0: Thank you. And thanks for taking the time on your daughter's wedding day to join us here on the Godfather Minute. Um, I guess I'll start by introducing us. My name is Alex Robinson.
1: And I am Andy Robinson. I am your co host on Godfather Minute. I'm also your co host on the Godfather Minute. So we are both your co hosts of of the Godfather Godfather Minute. Minute. Welcome, welcome. I do want to start by thanking you, Alex. I've been looking. Yes, you. I've been looking forward to doing this for a very long time, for a more than time. a minute.
0: Mm-hmm. More than a minute.
1: Well, maybe before we... So this is a show where um,
0: we are going to be discussing the movie The Godfather, 1972, Francis Ford Coppola, um, in one-minute chunks, basically. We're going to chunk it up. We're going to
1: chunk the hell out of it. And how many minutes is the entire film? I think film? 177 minutes. So that's about... What is it? Like Like four years? Four years, well if
0: we do these once a week, for it'll be the next like three years and change Three years and change, so, uh, we hope
1: you'll stick with it Those of you who are listening now, you got in at the ground floor
0: Yeah, your investment's going to go the farthest mm-hmm. since you got in the, the earliest So um, before we get into it, why don't we tell them a little bit about ourselves So they know kind of uh, our, our bona fides, our credentials mm-hmm. So uh, let's start with you
1: well, like I said, my name is Andy Robinson. I'm Alex's brother and one of your co-hosts for God. We are both your co-hosts for Godfather Minute. Uh, I am an educator by day and a rock and roll star by night, play bass guitar and do all kinds of odds and ends in entertainment. This is my first foray into uh, podcasting. I'm really excited to, to be doing this. i Is it as glamorous as you thought it was? It is sitting at this table with you and in front of a bunch of recording gear. It's it's more than glamorous. Dream come true. Dream come true. So that's me in a nutshell.
0: You in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Um, My name is Alex Robinson. I'm the co-host here on Godfather Minute, and uh, in my day job, I am a a cartoonist. I do graphic novels. You can check out my stuff at comicbookalex.com. I am also the co-host. I was the co-host of a show called The Ink Panthers. I've co-hosted several podcasts. I'm currently co-hosting the Star Wars Minute, which uh, is similar to this, except we talk about Star Wars. So uh, check it
1: out if that's something you're interested in. Well, and I do feel like this is a time to brag. I know, I know you're a humble person now, so you should talk a little bit more about your artwork, your cartooning. Uh what should I say about it? Well, <laughs> you sold many books and you're a, you're a an accomplished do you consider yourself an indie cartoonist at this point, or have you broken through enough to mainstream audiences that you are no longer quote No, I'd indie? say
0: I'd say I'm definitely indie alternative, whatever the current uh name du jour is. Yeah, alt. You're like indie alt. I'm like indie alt uh yeah. DIY D I Y all the FBI FBI, what do yeah. you mean by oh, that? Did I say that part out loud? <laughs> <did I? laughs>
1: we will be talking about the FBI in, in a few minutes. Oh, sure. Well, in a few podcast minutes.
0: Yeah, right. Capital M minutes, not lowercase M minutes. Yep. So um, I guess that, well, um, I guess that out of the way, do you want to get into it? Or is there any more pregame we should do? I don't think so. Do you I remember think... the first time you saw The Godfather?
1: Oh, boy. You mean the actual Godfather? Yeah.
0: Well, well, I'm not, not sure the, God, the real
1: Godfather exists. You you mean the movie, the, you right? You think he's a legend? Well, he, he might be. I mean, I think the <laughs> spirit of the Godfather right. lives out, even to this day. And I, I'm looking forward to talking more about how what we see in The Godfather applies to what we're experiencing in modern civilization. Whoa, that sounds very It's uh, heavy stuff. Conspiratorial
0: theory-ish. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, So when was the first time you saw the movie? I, the Godfather? You
1: know, I don't recall. It came out in 19, was it 71? 72. 72. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, just born that year, so I think I remember seeing it on TV in chunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not all in one sitting. I and mean, It's, it's yeah. a pretty heavy movie, too, and probably boring for a kid. I don't remember the first time i saw it all the way through i didn't see it all the
0: way through until i was in college mm-hmm. i remember coming home and uh you know our mom's uh, extensive videotape library my mom my mom loves taping stuff off the tv and i was home from college one summer and she was like oh have you ever seen the godfather and i said no i haven't and she said no you should watch it And i was like what the heck i'm here in the summer and uh i watched. i think i watched godfather one one night and then i watched like godfather two the next night
1: the very next night yeah that's so, a lot of uh, GF in, in two nights.
0: I was proving my well. I love the fact that it's basically like a you know a six hour epic. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not. Uh, it's like watching something anyway. So that was that was uh, the first time I saw it, and uh, I can
1: see how it pulls you in too, especially as a as a young man about to find your way in the world. And yeah, the, I really identified with uh, the, that Corleone brother. Yeah, which one? Fredo. What, yeah, the the, Michael? Older, the older brother who gets stepped over—that oh, <laughs> And as we'll see, the book, the, the book and the movie, the story is about power, mm-hmm. and so I think that's why it's it's such an attractive story. Um, as a as a female friend of mine once told me, "Oh, it's a soap opera for boys," which I felt really demeaning to the story of of The Godfather. But I don't know, maybe it really is that just that. I
0: think, I've, well, I mean, I think, yeah, it's like all drama. It, it's the same type of, you know, I agree with her.
1: Boy meets girl. Girl falls in love with boy. Boy shoots other boy and leaves gun girl in the car. Girl blows
0: up in, <laughs> in car. Right. Oh, don't <laughs> give it away. Come on.
1: Actually, well, that's I, a few movies down the road, isn't it?
0: Oh, uh, what, where she blows up in yeah. the car? Oh, no, that is this one. Yeah, I is have, this I'm sorry. I haven't gotten to that minute yet. You're, you're literally <laughs> watching it. <I> mean, or <laughs> you still haven't seen the whole movie. Uh, well, we guys, this is as good a time as any to announce that if you have not seen The Godfather, pause it right now. We'll wait for you to come back, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're gonna there's gonna be all sorts of spoilers in here, and and uh, so don't mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, Someone I know said that they, they were happy we were doing this podcast because it gave them an excuse to watch The Godfather. Oh, excellent. But excellence. I hope they're not watching it one minute at a time along with us because we're going to ruin everything.
1: Well, that's true. We, we would ruin it. However, it, I want I I to make an offer to someone out there. Well, if someone has not seen The Godfather yet and they would like to watch it one minute at a time with us, so mm-hmm. they watch it and then they listen to our minute and then they watch the next minute. Yeah. I think that's worthy of a prize, some some type of prize. In the end, so I'm we're, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. You can't refuse if it. Someone can demonstrate that they've done that. We how, will. <laughs> how would they demonstrate such a thing? Maybe we just trust the person out
0: there. I guess if someone if someone puts enough effort into trying to fool us, then they totally then they won they won a prize. <laughs> yeah. Do you going to reveal what the prize is at the end?
1: Oh yeah, we we can't reveal it now. Oh
0: okay, so it's behind the curtain yes. over there. Yeah, exactly um but are we still gonna do spoilers though
1: well i so i'm new at this podcast the whole podcast and especially the minute thing and so i heard one of the golden rules is you don't give away what's going to happen next is that the case well on
0: star wars minute we try to talk about we try not to talk too much about the stuff that's going to happen because you basically don't want to uh you know it's like a credit card you don't want to uh, oh yeah, I'm going to talk a lot about stuff that happens in minute 38, and then by the time we get there, I'm like, well, I've said everything I had to say about that. So we try to, leave, but obviously, if it's like, oh, like something foreshadows something that happens, or I feel like we should be able to say that kind of stuff. Okay,
1: yeah, but and uh, and, and to be and probably rightfully so, if someone hasn't seen the movie yet and they mm-hmm. watch, they learn about it through Godfather Minute, we they can't really blame us for spoiling because yeah. it's been out for so long. Yeah, Right? thirty. Well, it's always years.
0: it's always a contentious issue. When does the statute of limitations on uh, spoilers kick in? Mm-hmm. Every, people will spend hours on the internet discussing such things. We will not get to the bottom of it here, unless you want to weigh in quickly. No, no, not no really I'm okay. Internet, I think you're not really an internet. Uh, I try head. to
1: stay off. I'm kind of a lowercase i internet guy. Uh-huh. I'm the like lo- phone. <laughs> I'm the lowercase i internet guy. <laughs> right. Um, so I think we will have some spoilers. It's safe to say. Okay. So. Uh, well, why don't we jump right in then with this first minute? Let's do it. Let's do it. So the minute opens with the yes. Uh, minute opens with a uh, completely
0: black screen, and it ends a minute later with the classic Mario Puzo's The Godfather.
1: Nah.
0: A great theme song it is. Now you're a musician, right? I am a musician I'm going to leave all the musical analysis to you On this show Because I feel like you probably can notice things Or point out apregios And descending mm-hmm. C minor notes More so than I
1: can uh, Alex, those are arpeggios Oh,
0: see, right there I just proved it
1: So it's a great melody It's. I think it's so powerful Less is more And what we learn over and over in music Less is more So less the fact that more, it's sh- I think it's it. sh- Less is more.
0: Is there a way to remember that? L-I-M. Like. Well, I
1: can't say it more because then I'm I'm defying uh, rule. Less is more. Oh, that's true. It is yeah. boiled down to it. It's, it's, simple it's as about possible. as simple as it can be. And so is the opening theme song. I believe it's a trumpet. Mm-hmm. And it's just that one lonely trumpet. Oh. <laughs> with that melody uh, in front of the Godfather, that classic Godfather font, which was on the cover of the book when mm-hmm. it was written, along with the... The puppeteer arm and, and puppet strings.
0: I have some information about that logo. Please let me know. Um, the logo, of course, is supposed to represent a, uh, as you said, a puppeteer pulling strings and mm-hmm. stuff, and that's referenced uh, literally later on in the movie when he says, "You know, you'll be pulling all the strings." Oh, I guess this is a good time also <laughs> to warn people that there's going to be a lot of bad Marlon Brando <laughs> impressions on this on this program.
1: Actually, I, I've made myself a. Uh, Personal private bet earlier Which of us would <laughs> Would break the ice first What <laughs> the So you were talking About the puppeteer Hey Is there maybe one episode Where we can do it entirely In the voices of the characters I think once we get Our confidence going <laughs> then, then I think I think we should do it Yeah um,
0: Or we should do it As one of us Is Vito Corleone And or as I said, Which one would be The other one it Would be Hyman Roth Or uh, Frank Pantan Should Yeah <laughs> It's the Godfather Yeah Anyway so um, he refers to uh, the puppeteer, but I re- recently saw an interesting interpretation of it in that it is a priest's hand holding a cross, mm. and the lines going down are like – is like water of baptism.
1: Interesting.
0: Because they're saying, oh, like there's a lot of religious – obviously the name of the movie is The Godfather, mm-hmm. the – the, a lot of uh, scenes take place during like the big finale takes place during the baptism and there's all sorts of, I thought that was kind of it. And of yeah. course in volume three, it's all about the power of the, of the church literally yeah. is like, so uh, I thought the power strange. of the
1: church and, and possibly the power, how man, the Godfather in particular is more, uh, I should make it in trouble for saying this, just like John Lennon did, but more powerful than God, because lo- I'm looking at the cover now and the hand is over the cross.
0: Oh, or, so that's cro- or that man is using religion to... Oh, manipulating yeah, to religion manipulate religion
1: to, to, to get his own way. Interesting. So, anyway. Well, uh, so I, I can talk a little bit about the 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 birth of the story and the writing of the, the book.
0: Can I uh, say one more thing about the logo Absolutely. before we move on to that? Yes. Um, a internet company called Sneaker Don. Sneaker Don. Sneaker Don. It's a place where you buy sneakers on the mm-hmm. internet. Uh, they got. And you can't try
1: them on, though, can
0: you? No, but that's nowadays everyone does that. Oh, really? Because if they do free returns, then.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I, uh, their slogan probably is, Sneaker Don, you can't try them on. That's their catchphrase. That is. And you just order them, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't refuse. You can't re- <laughs>
0: uh No, but so their logo was like the Godfather logo, except with a sneaker involved. And if you Google sneakerdon.com, you can see a picture of it. And uh, yeah, and they got shut down because the, the Paramount yeah. lawyers said that the... Um, that the uh, Godfather logo is one of Paramount's most valuable assets. Oh
1: my gosh! It always comes down to those little things. <laughs> it's always, like, the it's always the dollars. <laughs> always the well dollars, but it's the font that's making them all the money. After uh, yeah, all I guess years, so. I guess
0: every time someone wants to do a t shirt, wow. they have to license it. And uh, I wonder if
1: Don Corleone were alive today, if he would have had the vision to think of that type of business to get into.
0: Into into trademark and trademark uh, and copyright copyrights. protection. It was, yeah. it's maybe not. It's not now, but it's the future. Not now, but like ten uh, years exactly, from now. Yeah. got to. Well, there's that. there's a
1: lot of money in that kerning and fonts. <laughs> so anyway, you had some behind the scenes. Yeah, of, f- now Starting with the book. Starting with the book, and mm-hmm. I have been making my way through the book of some some notes about the book. Mario Puzo is the author of The Godfather, and I have. Uh, pardon me, but is it Puzo or Puzo? I've always
0: heard, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I've always heard Puzzle. Are you serious? No, I've always oh, heard okay. Mario he Puzo. Was, he
1: was this eighth Marx brother, Puzo, right? Because <laughs> he loved doing puzzles, jigsaw. <laughs> he was the boring writer of the oh. <laughs> big Marx brothers. He couldn't perform.
0: Oh, I was going to say, like every time your know, harpo comes out and plays the harp, and Chico comes out with his <laughs> piano, then Puzo would come out and dump a jigsaw puzzle, and in real oh. time do a jigsaw <laughs> puzzle. Because people back like then were so easily amused that just watching someone you could do sit a puzzle. around
1: and watch of puzzle yeah, people in together. the
0: theater would start calling out like oh there's the like because like yeah. as if they were the ones doing oh there's a border oh uh, it almost tricked me yeah, so. and then the pieces would be numbered it'd be like g7 <laughs> to upper left corner yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so the book by
1: Mario Mario Puzo. I'm going to say Puzo. So Mario Puzo was born in 1920 in New York's Hell, Hell's Kitchen. And where is your from native New York? Where is the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood? Hell's Kitchen is in the West 40s for the most part. Okay. And it's it, I believe it's transformed quite a bit between then and now. Well, oh, well, certainly between then because mm-hmm. that was almost 100 years ago yeah. now. So <laughs> now cars are <laughs> everywhere. <laughs>
0: uh let's see and women are allowed to vote now a lot of changes yeah a lot of changes mm-hmm. um well i thought more recently they've the real estate developers are trying to get the name hell's kitchen they're trying to get rid of it because they're like who wants to buy a fancy multi-million dollar apartment in a place called hell's kitchen that's so they're true. calling it uh chelsea clinton because then there's a clinton neighborhood
1: to the north oh, so it's funny. like it's like chelsea combining clinton, chelsea clinton and,
0: Oh, interesting Very clever, so
1: oh, I thought you were going to say They had to, over time Change the name like To, like, Hell's subtly. Foyer well, like, Yeah, Hell's Foyer <laughs> and then like, foyer And then, like, the, the Devil's Cupboard <laughs> That's a very slow transition, yeah. though Devil's Food Cupboard Devil's Food like, Cupboard The and then, Chocolate Cupboard <laughs> And then Chocolate-Covered Cherries mm, You guys are oh, making me hungry Can you imagine living in a neighborhood Called Chocolate-Covered Cherries?
0: So, if you were reading this book In a hundred years from now I'd say
1: Mario Puzo was born In Chocolate Cherries, <laughs> New York <laughs> Chocolate cherries. Sounds like a a nickname that the bullies would give to some kid on the block. Hey, look, it's chocolate cherries. So Mario Puzo was born in Hill's Kitchen and Mm -hmm. he was a novelist early on. Uh, His first two novels earned great reviews. However, they did not make him much cash. Mm. Uh, he only earned six thousand five hundred dollars for those first two novels combined. Yeah, but Which, was that like nineteen sixties money? That's, that was I know I, I I don't know how it translates. it's like yeah. four million dollars now. But it made it sound like it wasn't much. Yeah, money. and I
0: hate to tell everyone, but writers don't get four thousand dollars for writing
1: books now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how how we've come full circle, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> Mario <feels laughs> it would be begging now to make six thousand five hundred bu- bucks. Uh, and at the age of 45, poor Mario, literally poor, owed $20,000 in gambling debts. Oh, boy. So he set out to write a book. So he was familiar with this world. In some ways, he actually mm-hmm. had never met, known a gangster or mobster before writing The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started writing The Godfather uh, strictly to make money. It was a cash business. He was, was not inspired. Smart. He just said, hey, after my first two, I, yeah. need, I need to pay off these gambling debts. Who says crime doesn't pay, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the original 10-page book was just called uh, Mafia, uh-huh. uh, and eight publishers turned them down.
0: It was only, t- oh, it was like a 10-page It was, a, what do
1: they call it, a, uh, like a, a treatment? A treatment. A treatment, mm-hmm. yeah. And eight publishers turned that treatment down. Count them, eight. That's, that's pretty disheartening. Stories like that, I feel like you hear a lot of them. Like obviously Vincent Van
0: Gogh only sold two paintings in his life. Doctor Seuss got turned down a bunch of times. The Beatles got turned down. Like I feel like those stories give false hope to so many bad like creators.
1: What you're saying. So when people read that his ninth one was a huge hit, it it fuels all these yeah or that, people that oh you know going. those dummies they they had it right under their nose and they let it slip oh, by. I one I see. day they're gonna yeah.
0: like. But, you know, I guess people creating stuff is the worst thing in the world. But, but, I mean, I guess some people who maybe could be doing something that they'd be better at.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Instead of fixating on Mm -hmm. something that they're mediocre at.
1: But I guess if you enjoy it. I think about 15 years ago, I read a story that some writer was sick of being rejected. And Mm -hmm. so he sent in... Some classic novel like *Tale of Two Cities* yeah. to a publisher or to several, and yeah. he was he was denied. He got that same form letter. Oh, sorry, your work is okay, but it's not a good fit for our company. Instead of them saying, "Hey, you're submitted tell no one busted him. So he was trying to pr- prove that they weren't even reading his stuff.
0: Oh, I see. So it wasn't that they it wasn't that they just didn't find. The uh, Charles Dickens marketable. It's not like say, oh you enjoyed your book, but it's just it's just dated. Yeah, like, who cares about the French Revolution and all that stuff? Exactly. It yeah. was just more that they hadn't even looked
1: at. It. Yeah, he was trying to prove a point. Right. He felt they weren't reading his stuff because it was so good, and he yeah. just kept getting that same form letter mm-hmm. back. But uh, the world of publishing, so that, that
0: must have made him feel better when he got back the rejection letter. He's like, yeah, yeah. Charles Dickens. And he's like, well, I'm still rejected. It's not like <laughs> it's not like they said, okay, we'll publish you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you outsmarted <laughs> us.
1: And the irony is, he became known more not for his original work, but for playing that gag on the, right. That, and then he, that wrote a, he wrote
0: a autobiography. Uh-huh.
1: explaining how he came up with it and exactly. Like, yeah. And yeah. do you know who that was? Who was the, it? that writer? That was Mario oh, Puzo. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun,
0: dun.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't remember who it was. Um. So oh, the the ninth publisher, he said, they said, yeah, we're going to take a chance. They gave him a five thousand dollar advance, which that sounds like a lot, but well, he still owed fifteen grand. Still owed fifteen grand. I think he, legs. he probably went right out and threw it out on the craps table anyway. <laughs> so just, did they say what
0: what kind of gambling he, it was that he was addicted to? No, not, not trouble. Was just that generic twenty grand gambling debt. Was it like? Do you think it was like horse racing? Or Was it like like something even like the lowest form of gambling, like like uh, <laughs> cockfighting?
1: Cocks, fighting, or like marbles on the playgrounds. So remember this? <laughs> well, like this the, the uh, 60s. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, like
0: who could roll the hoop the longest <laughs> by putting a, putting a stick into it? Uh, dog fighting, dog fighting, I feel like is worse than cockfighting. Why? Well, because I guess I feel like dogs are more like, oh, like I love yeah. dogs, whereas I eat chickens. So, that's like, true. yeah, you know, it'd be hypocritical of me to say, well, chickens shouldn't get killed because yeah. you know, that's true. I've killed, not even killed my share, but I've eaten my share who were killed on my behalf. So anyway, this is a cheery topic. But yeah. It's a crime, <laughs> it's a crime movie. So we're warming up with little
1: animals being killed first before. Uh- so after writing a few chapters of Mafia, as it was originally called, Paramount offered, exclamation point? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh. Paramount offered him $12,500 to option... The The book he was writing for a movie And $80,000 if it were made into a movie And that nice. sounds like some good money Even in the yeah. 60s Yeah, that's true Although it's odd It sounds like a lot But his agent told him to turn it down So I guess it maybe wasn't a good deal Well, was the book out by then? No, he had only written a few chapters Oh, so it's, they were yeah. just
0: buying it uncompleted After, so yeah. age. It makes sense because the agent's like Well, hold off Yeah, because you such be, a good writer might be bigger Yeah you know, you don't want to, huh. you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, jump on the first, uh, yeah,
1: that's train. That's yeah. a terrible analogy. Although,
0: so you don't want to, uh. You don't want to. You don't want to go with the first. You don't want. Bo who asks you at the dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe, maybe the agent was also the guy he owed the 20 grand uh, to. So he was, was like, hold out for what? Yeah, exactly. A conflict of interest. Yeah. <laughs> but poor Puzo was so broke that he agreed. This was in 1967. And at that time, no one expected it to be the big success it became. Two years later, in 1969, The Godfather book was published, and it was an enormous success. I'll say it again, enormous success. Wow. Now, what does that mean in terms of... uh, I'll I'll tell you what it means. It spent 67 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. That's like almost as long as this show is going to be. Almost. Almost In the 60s. So if you convert that to 2017 weeks, that's like like a 1,000 weeks on the bestseller list. So that's a long time. Three months after it was published, the other film companies were like, I want to get into that. And they took interest into making it. But Paramount said, no way. We optioned this. We're going to make this into a movie. Variety magazine said that this was the best deal Paramount and any studio had ever made. In the modern era, they only really spent eighty grand. Yeah, the logo alone was worth that. <laughs> the long term, they called it a bargain basement literary buy. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the history of the the beginning of the book. Uh, now you are you are reading the book. I am reading the book. I read the book years ago, and you, thankfully you're
0: re- rereading it now. So I you're reading it now, so I don't have to reread it. Yes, you'll be bringing up all
1: the novel stuff. Yeah, the novel novel stuff. It's a great book, although I often wonder, is it so good because I because the movie is so fantastic? If I hadn't seen the movie, would it be as good a book? It's a great book. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it would be
0: one of the things I think Francis Ford Coppola did was elevate the book a bit and make it a bit Mm -hmm. more like you easily could have told the, the book of the story of the book of The Godfather and had it be a lot cheesier oh yeah definitely you know i'm I'm sure once we're gonna talk i'm sure we'll bring up other actors who were almost cast or who people wanted and stuff mm-hmm. and could have resulted in very different movies so yeah. uh i think it's a case of a great book being made into an excellent movie yeah. the book is good in its own right but it's a bit more like uh i don't know lurid it's yeah. a lot more like you know like violence
1: and not that there's not violence yeah. in the movie but the violence has a it looks beautiful in the movie. Yeah, beautiful, so. and sort of the subtleties of the characters are brought out a little yeah. bit more in the, yeah. in the movie. Uh, Paramount hired Puzo to write the screenplay for hundred grand plus expenses and a few percentage points of the profits. For those of you that are interested in, in film fi- finance, uh, Puzo got a little office on the Paramount lot as he was writing the screenplay, and he loved his office, particularly because it had a refrigerator filled with an unlimited supply of soda pop. Does it say what brand? Does not say what brand. Oh, Do you want to, to take a guess? He didn't want to endorse any one product. I'm not sure. Maybe it was just, actually, it was probably Paramount that I had a deal with some soda oh, company, yeah. like PepsiCo a product or, product. place. Yeah. I was trying
0: to think of what soda would you drink after witnessing a dog
1: fight? Like, oh, what would boy. be your. Uh... Well, the dog would want to drink Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is there? 7 Up. It's probably yeah. something like, you know,
0: like a weird one, like RC. It's not even the weirdest one. Yeah. You know, like a – I bet it was like a store
1: brand. Oh, a generic brand? Yeah. But Puzo was so broke. He just he just loved whatever <laughs> he did. Like, he's like lip. champagne to yeah. me. <laughs> his agent's like, no, don't agree to generic. Hold <laughs> yeah. out for RC, <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, because Paramount had like a great deal where they just, you know, had a – right. uh, Another interesting point while Puzo was writing the screenplay, he mailed a copy of the first version to Marlon Brando, huh. who was the only person that Puzo envisioned playing the main character, Don Corleone. Wow, that's yeah. uh, that must have been so
0: exciting because I've written a You few. mean to be Puzo? To be Mario Puzo. Oh, because like I've written some books and mm-hmm. like you know, uh. I've imagined what they would be like as a movie, and like <laughs> the fact that I was like, oh, you know who would be the perfect person to play this? This person, and then I actually have that person play it. It must have been very exciting. That's awesome because you, you always hear about situations where the person cast is like nothing like the, you know, like those Jack Reacher movies. Oh yeah, like Tom Cruise well, is in them, mm-hmm. famously very short man, mm-hmm. and the in the Tom Reacher novels they specifically talk about what a big hulking guy he is, oh, like wow. six five or some crazy thing.
1: So do you think the writer of the Jack Reacher?
0: Novels was upselling. No, no, no. He needs to be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> we Yeah. Well, I'm sure having Tom Cruise in it, you're like, well, I'll, I'll console myself yeah. in getting you know a m- yeah. couple of million extra dollars. But or that, this so. was
1: the opposite of The Godfather, and yeah. the, the author saying uh, anyone but I know I don't want it. And agent saying, "You idiot, take <laughs> oh, yeah. it, take it. It's it's Tom Cruise." <laughs> Although I, I heard this urban legend that the scripts got mixed. Yeah, and it was tom cruise that got the script the, the screenplay for the godfather and marlon brando had gotten the script to the jack reacher film
0: oh they you gonna say like uh like um <laughs> what's the risky business or something? What would, be the, what would be the least appropriate movie to have uh to have uh, uh tom cruise movie it might yeah. be that one Especially yeah. this,
1: because he's in his tighty whiteies at once. Yeah, know. and it would
0: be like really fat Brando, too. Like, it wouldn't be <laughs> young, smelt for Brando would be like. With, with all his
1: high school friends. Yeah. They're like, oh, <laughs> man, it's it's just getting <laughs> creepy, man. It's got all his high school friends. I face. don't know,
0: any lines for Risky Business? <laughs> Let me put my sunglasses down over my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Let's get into some Risky Business. Uh-huh. Um, I have some information about Paramount. Since we're seeing the Paramount logo here Mm -hmm. prominently, there's only only two things we see, one logo and another logo. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Paramount logo, um, it was um, a uh, sketch by a guy named W.W. Hodkinson. Hmm. He he remembered when he, I guess he grew up in Utah and he was sketching a mountain that might have been in Utah, but no one has ever found the real mountain that is supposed to be the the Paramount mountain. Oh, cool. uh, Paramount itself is the oldest. Well, the Paramount logo is the oldest surviving Hollywood logo. Wow. And uh, um, Paramount, it's the fifth oldest movie studio in existence. Wow. It Interesting. started in 1912. Do you think you can name any of the other studios oh. that are older? That are still around? they are still I'm around. Did say MGM? No. No. <clears throat> Only one of them is... Uh, older than Paramount? No, those four that are older than Paramount. Okay, only one of which I think is an American company.
1: Oh, and none of them are around anymore. No, there's
0: four others that are, are <laughs> have been around longer. Okay, got it. One of them is a Hollywood studio. The rest, oh, I think, boy. are either foreign or
1: uh, uh, maybe Netflix studio.
0: Netflix is actually the youngest studio. Oh, that was the completely sorry, wrong misunderstood. answer. Uh, in going in reverse order, Universal. That was the one. Mm-hmm. Something called Nordisk. Path, that's path with an E, pathy, path. Um, so these are
1: European, I'm guessing?
0: I think so, yeah, they're like French or something. Mm. Uh, and then Gaumont, which mm. is a French a French mm. studio. So
1: there you go. So old studio. Over old, 100
0: years old. Old logo.
1: Yeah. I have a question about the logo. You said yes. it's the longest surviving logo? Current, like the lo- logo that is still being used from its original. Got it. So I noticed when I was watching the first minute that they had uh, – that the logo, the picture has like ice and snow at yeah. the top of the mountain. Now, did they update that to due to climate change? Is, <laughs> is the, has the ice receded at all? Uh, yeah, that's one of the tragic
0: things is that a lot of the animals that live there. And uh, and also, like, I think 16 people died climbing the Paramount Mountain. You mean just to make the logo? <laughs> no, no. These are just adventure seekers. They were, it wasn't oh, professional. Okay. They were just doing it because it was oh, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, did the did the they, their goal is to climb the logos of all the survive <laughs> five oldest
1: companies? So yeah, uh, the, um, the the Time Warner one that's the hardest one. Wait, which one is, is, that, that? The one is with that? The pillars? Is that? Oh, that's 20th Century Fox. Oh, that one is the that's, yeah, that's, that's hard like to a scale. monument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard to scale, but there's it's just in a like an urban area, so the yeah. security will, will well. Plus, knock it's it off. like
0: uh,
1: now you have to have a time machine to do it because 20th oh, Century's over. So
0: yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Well that's the Paramount logo and the opening.
0: Yeah, so you No, know, we haven't
1: seen any characters yet, so we We've not a,
0: even heard a word of
1: dialogue. There's a lot of suspense build, building up. Nothing. Nothing. Um
0: I don't know if I should do this stuff now or 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 space it out for other episodes. Yeah,
1: I have a few things too to talk about, but I'm not well, let's sure. Let's keep going. I, let's keep, let's, let's let make it this roll. one.
0: Let's do this it. one, we're providing a lot of background and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll give people, get, give the people a double sized first, Perfect. Uh, first issue. So. Bonus,
1: bonus, bonus.
0: Are you going to put that in your post? We'll have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bonus. A little delay. Yeah.
1: Bonus, bonus,
0: bonus. Uh, so, what do you want to share some of your trivia?
1: Sure. The, um, Actually, I'm not going to. I just realized this. Uh, this has to do with characters, and okay, so I yeah. don't want to talk and say yeah. anything about characters. Definitely save that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say
0: some things. The movie, the movie, uh, it came out in 1972, as we discussed. Mm-hmm. It was the number one movie for 11 weeks. Wow, it is almost that a long time. No, that is a very long no movie, even back then. Yeah, I think back. I think mm-hmm. it was a uh, now. Now that would be. That would be, I think, like Titanic. Did Star Wars even? No. Like, I mean, the new ones. No, I, no. no. Well, now it's there's so much yeah. competition. Eleven weeks. That's wow. That's a long. time. That's almost three months. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. Uh, play it again, Sam.
1: Oh, wow. Woody, Allen, Woody really Allen interrupted right in
0: the middle. It's oh. like Godfather, 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 played against Sam, Godfather, Godfather, Godfather. Oh, and then Godfather took over. Yeah, Godfather again? regained the oh number gosh. one, the number one spot. How,
1: how do you think Woody Allen responded to that? He's like, gee, I, this is crazy. I you think he apologized to the to, to Don Corleone. <laughs> He's yeah. like, Don, I, I didn't mean to. I I told him to release it later, but I. Uh, that's the
0: worst Woody Allen ever. <laughs> Uh, i think we should do one episode both doing our woody out hosted we're gonna do one week where each day we're gonna do one week where we're gonna do like a month of shows where each one we're hosting it as a different hollywood famous person oh for the whole episode yeah and then okay. people have to guess
1: who we're trying to imitate for the episode <laughs> and there will be a prize there will be a prize which will be reeled at the end so we gotta start working on it getting these prizes together yeah exactly if there are any people that have our that work in places that want to donate exciting mm. prizes, please get in touch with we us. You'll be forever in your gratitude if you were to do that. We will owe you a great service. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um what other movies came out in 1972?
1: Boy, 72? Oh, that's a great time for movies. I mean, that was a I'm, eight, early 70s was like John Voigt. Was that also um uh, a Midnight Cowboy? Midnight Cowboy, I believe, was 69. Oh gosh, I'm way yeah. off. Well, three years. Okay, yeah.
0: the, but the movies of the 70s do seem like they were more adult yes like when you look at them like the fact that a woody allen movie was the number one movie that seems that's amazing it seems
1: impossible
0: yeah
1: i mean now obviously kids just not going to the movies then
0: i think kids were but they were just one of a number of people who went to movies now it's like like only teenage now it's they're all aimed at teenagers why is that uh i think because tv i don't know it's chicken and the egg thing because i think tv writing has become so good yeah that if you're interested and special effects have become so good, that it's almost like they become separate categories. Mm, where mm-hmm, TV mm-hmm. writing is so good that you know you can get much more into the characters yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And whereas opposed to the movies, it's like big explosions. And yeah, they're niche markets. Yeah, because if you're gonna watch a movie that's just people talking, why would you stay home and watch it on your 96 inch surround sound
1: television rather than hanging out yeah. with a bunch of losers and a bunch movie of losers theater. making noise, yeah, spilling soda in the pop. seats. Mario Puzo spilling all his su- soda pop all over the floor, and my like, feet stick to it. And you know how that low-grade soda, it's the worst.
0: It tracks <laughs> yellow jackets all in the theater. <laughs> so, uh, here's some other noteworthy movies that came out in 1972. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, to make it interesting, we can talk about, just, if you've seen it, you have to give it, an, uh, rate it on a scale of one to five. Okay. Okay? Which is the best, five? Five is the best. Okay. Five is the best. One is the next best. Three is the third best, because it's number three. Oh, I'm, I'm picking up a prime
1: number pattern here. Oh, very oh. good. You solved the first puzzle.
0: <laughs> no. Five is the you best. Should,
1: my brother, you should get into the numbers rack. <laughs> you would do very well. Those are the best things to have.
0: All right, here we go. The thing with two heads. That's, I never even heard. I never never heard of it. You've seen clips of it. That's the one with Rosie Greer. Large African American football player had a w- oh. old rich guy, old rich oh, white guy's gosh. head sewed up to his body. And so you're
1: asking me my opinion, have or the reviews
0: seen, at the time? No,
1: no. What, what rating do you? You it sounds like you haven't seen. I I have no rating. Okay. I really don't. Uh, Snoopy Come Home. Snoopy Come Home. I rate that. I probably a probably a five at the time I saw it.
0: Oh, I definitely, I definitely remember seeing it because I remember getting like that was the first movie as a kid. I remember getting choked up.
1: Oh wow. At yeah. I don't remember was, the ending And I'm guessing he came home Snoopy right? comes home oh, <laughs> It yeah. ends with him still Spoiler gone Spoiler alert <laughs> Wait but It's, it's Snoop- the last but episode But it's Snoopy come home Yeah it's a, it's a It's a command Snoopy like Please come home yeah. You're gone yeah. So they really could have What they would have done now If that movie came out They would have made it Into nine films oh, And he totally, doesn't come yeah. home Until the ninth movie yeah. And even then there's some twists where you don't know it's snippy. It's Setting up it's the uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Slaughter so I will I will give it five stars uh-huh. as well. Uh and some good music
1: too. Cool. Uh Slaughterhouse five. I give Slaughterhouse five, Slaughterhouse five stars. Did you really enjoy the movie that uh, much? yeah Honestly, I don't remember. I just wanted to make that joke. Okay. <laughs> I was just a little kid then. I didn't see any of these movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> well Chicolini, you could have seen uh, them on I mo- home was video just a videos. <laughs>
0: uh, big big Kurt Vonnegut fan But I don't think he's really ever been moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a good movies Gosh yeah I
1: don't. I, I love his books I don't think I've even seen any of the movies Here's one you might have seen Poseidon Adventure Oh I loved it as a kid mm-hmm. I Loved it um, Yeah I'd give it <laughs> It's either like I haven't seen it or five Because I know it <laughs> I'm giving it five stars Five stars Five all right. stars uh, Pink. It, was, it was the Titanic But with more
0: action Yeah and Shelley Winter Oh Shelley Winter Um Poseidon said that one already. Yeah. Pink flamingos, the John oh, Waters movie. Oh, oh.
1: Pink, flamingos. Pink flamingos. I have to give, I have to give five stars. One because I saw it, mm-hmm. and two because John Waters is really pushing the boundaries of film. Yeah, really, you know, I, I'm going to propose something, Alex. We put a pause on Godfather minute, yeah, and we and we continue by just doing Pink Flamingos minute. It would be shorter. It'd be shorter. It'd Be more exciting. All right. Okay, so that's it. Then. Do you want to do a
0: new theme song and everything?
1: Um, yeah, I'll work on that. Okay. <laughs> Any What's, other movies that came out at that time?
0: Oh, I also give Pink Flamingos. I was a huge John Waters fan yeah. in college. I remember watching it constantly. That one in Female Trouble, I remember being... I think that was the one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I The odd thing about, about... Well, many odd things about Pink Flamingos, but I remember it was the first movie I, I think I remember seeing with a transvestite. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I knew... You thought divine was? I a, thought divine was a woman. Uh huh. I think it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, pink flamingos. Pink Five flamingos. Stars. Yeah. If you
0: haven't seen it, definitely
1: go yes. see it. Uh, we won't give away the yeah the, the key scene there that we all remember, we mm-hmm. all love and remember.
0: But there's a lot of crazy scenes in it. Oh yeah. Like it's not like you're just waiting sitting around. It's not like an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie where you're just waiting for the twist ending. There's a lot of sick <laughs> stuff on the That's way. That's True. Um Last House on the Left. Oh, classic. Five stars. Five stars. I yes. don't think I've seen it. Or if I did, oh, I don't you remember.
1: We 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 used to watch all those those low budget horror films. I know, but great. like I don't
0: remember it. So am I allowed to say that I saw it? If mm,
1: so no, you it's don't, don't like remember a Paradox, yeah. did,
0: did I see a movie if I don't remember it? <laughs> <laughs> so you give it five stars. Though.
1: I think i give it five stars.
0: Uh here's another now, the,
1: now the the second house. The second to last house on the left, not as good. It's not as good. No, you get lost. Just, yeah. Well, they just got to the hook too soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Deliverance. Deliverance. I have actually never seen that. Nor have I seen it. Whoa.
0: We should also mention that you and I have a competition going as to who's seen less movies. That's true. Or it,
1: or who's seen who has not seen big famous movies. Yeah, that's the key. Is like movies that everyone else has seen. Yeah. There is a running list, and it's maybe every episode or whenever we think of it, we both yeah. say a movie we have not seen. Yeah, maybe we I, should put like a sound effect in or something. Oh yes, ne- never seen, yeah. never seen it before. I think I'll, you just I'll say never on. seen it. Less is more, right? Never seen it. Yeah. How about never gonna see it?
0: No, you okay. don't want to. You right. want to limit yourself? That's true. What, ne- what movie would fall into
1: the never gonna see it category? Well, I've chosen a few that I'm never going to see. I've never seen it. I'm never going to see. It. Like what? The Sound of Music. Okay. I've never it's seen ironic, it. ironic, given that you're a I, musician. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. I kind of want to see you it. You want to hear it. <laughs> I want to hear it. Does that count? <laughs> Actually, you probably don't want to hear it. <laughs> All
0: right. I have seen The Sound of Music.
1: You have. Do you want to say it's a movie that you haven't seen before?
0: Uh, I guess the one I say all the time, Die Hard. Die Hard. I and have never, not seen Die Hard.
1: You've got to see that; it's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The value of seeing it is much higher than the value of being able to say you've never seen see, it. See, I feel the opposite. I, I feel I, like I, actually, I, I'm just kidding. I was trying to bait you into watching it, so I have so one your list is me. shorter. We're Are not we're not competitive.
0: To trick me into this. Yeah. Um, never seen Deliverance. Nor have I seen Deep Throat. Deep Throat. Deep Throat came out in nineteen seventy two. How many stars do you give it? I've never seen it. I don't think I've seen it. I gave it, it sixty-nine stars. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ow <laughs> uh, no I've not shown that wasn't shown in like regular theaters, was it, it? was the well that was really? the
0: it was the first time that a like it was the first time a porno movie had gone somewhat mainstream.
1: Interesting. It became like
0: cool to be like, Oh my gosh, we went to go see Deep Throat. Oh, like, you know.
1: Wait a minute. Are we talking about the same movie? This is the this is the one about the the busting of uh, like the Watergate scandal, right? <laughs> this is a totally different one. I, we don't see Nixon naked in that movie. Do we? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> they call him Tricky Dick, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: well, speaking of Nixon, I guess I should still the uh, nineteen seventy two. Was the year Watergate happened?
1: Interesting. Wow, we just came to that. Yeah, yeah.
0: just uh, and uh, the Watergate burglars were caught in this year. Mm-hmm.
1: It didn't blossom mm-hmm. into a full blown scandal, but it was percolating mm-hmm. uh, at this time. The, you know, it's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that because I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. this connection with Watergate. But as we'll see, The Godfather is really about power and family. Power, uh, power, power unchecked, uh, mm-hmm. corruption, mm-hmm. and as we're going to see in the next couple minutes, there. There is a, the movie opens with, with a power dynamic, yeah. which is re- which really relates directly to Watergate and the highest levels of power. All right. Being uh, corrupt. Corrupt. Fascinating.
0: Uh, it was a big year for Nixon. Uh, Watergate break-in happened. Uh-huh. He uh, went to China. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys heard, only Nixon could have gone to China. And also that he won um, one of the biggest landslides in election history. Wow. He won the 1972 election Do you know what percentage he got? He won 60% of the popular vote Of
1: popular vote?
0: Yeah That's big And uh, McGovern, his, his rival, only got one state He only won one state
1: Oh, what was it?
0: What was uh, the state? I was it Illinois? It was, Some, no, I think he was from the uh, northeast Yeah, I think it was like yeah. one of the liberal uh,
1: You yeah. know, I don't remember I think the one state he won was State of Shock After losing <laughs> in that land side. Yeah Um, some other news.
0: A house costs twenty seven thousand dollars. I'll take it. The average home. So that just shows you that uh, Mario Puzo was paid one one quarter of a house for his for his. uh, Well, and when the
1: movie was made, he was paid eighty grand. So that is quite a bit,
0: especially considering the average income was eleven thousand dollars. Wow, some good money in that screenplay writing (laughs) business. (laughs) Gas only costs fifty five cents a gallon. Here's an interesting one. Wrangler jeans cost $12. Wow. That seems like a lot. Well, as I say, considering that now yeah. you can still buy a pair of jeans made in a, you know, Vietnamese sweatshop. That's crazy. That, that seems like jean, a lot of money. Like, cheap jeans are like the yeah. same price as they were. Was that
1: for like the both pant legs? The whole oh, thing? Oh, no, no, Back then you used to buy your pant legs separately. Oh, so it was 24 <laughs> bucks plus the top section. Well, it's I remember top. in the 80s when the, the Cold War was starting to peak. Uh, everyone was smuggling jeans in the Soviet Union, and weren't they going for hundreds of dollars? Yeah, that's true. Oh, also, what? in the eighties, that's when you start
0: having designer jeans too. Oh yeah, that's so, true. Uh, yeah. A frisbee cost ninety four cents. Hmm. Uh, Apollo seventeen, the last moon landing happened in nineteen seventy two, oh,
1: and we haven't landed on the moon since then. We have not. He was the, the last really man to walk on the moon.
0: Although I think by the time this podcast ends, I predict there will be another person on the moon. Oh, cool. They think Very China cool. is gonna is, is setting the stage for, for landing doing on, it. Wow. For landing on the moon. Yeah. Do you so that's gonna be the If pro- you believe that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you so is that gonna be one of the prizes we offer to these, yeah. these prizes we're starting to offer every week, you week. get a seat on that moon landing shuttle yeah that's awesome (laughs) i think
0: if we go to the track we could totally pay for it if we just go there with like 10 bucks we could totally win enough to
1: you don't want to end up like mario Puzo, 20 grand what
0: what a multi-millionaire for writing one of the most popular movies of all
1: time he's doing something right (laughs) him and a dumb agent
0: you know who else was doing something right who the fine people at volkswagen what do you mean in 1972 the beetle was officially the most popular car ever made. The Beetle.
1: It won't be long yeah. yeah oh, we don't yeah. want to
0: pay for the songs. Oh, sorry, to to yeah, I'll cut song. it out. I'll re-edit <laughs> that out. <laughs> uh 15 million Volkswagen Beetles were sold,
1: making it the most popular car ever sold. Fifteen million Beetles. Fifteen did you million Beetles or some VW Beetles. Uh, interestingly, the the Raid Insect Repellent Company also the stock shot up that that same year. Why? Because of all those Beetles oh. on the road. Oh man! Terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll edit that out. I'll think about editing that out later. Okay. You're setting me up with all these these uh, trivia. I do. Um
0: The uh, Easy Bake Oven. Was introduced? I remember that, yeah. I've never had, have you ever eaten something from an Easy Bake Oven? No, I just remember the commercial. Yeah, we were raised with two boys. We were just two brothers in the house, and I think we would have benefited by having a sister who could have used yeah. the Easy Bake Oven and made treats for us. Because you can make cookies in that. Yeah, They're totally. Cool. Yeah. Here's a game I do know we had: Toss
1: Across. Oh, I remember Toss Across. Wow.
0: That's a game, if you're not old enough, it was like
1: a uh, tic-tac-toe where you throw beanbags. That's true. And it would, they'd get stuck sometimes, or sometimes they would yeah, spin you, the you, plastic thing. Yeah,
0: or it would spin it, and you'd get the other person's. Oh, like, yes. The o what a would great game. I'm going to
1: try to find one of those. I'm sure you can. Yeah. Well, in the Toss Across, I'm looking at the cover of the Godfather book. It sort of looks like oh. he's tossing one of those. Oh, I thought it was like an X. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and Mario poos O. <laughs> Uh, Atari debuted Pong in 1972. Wow, what a year! That's certainly a name that would come to become important in our childhood It yeah. was At- Atari. Atari. So there you go. It gives a little context to uh, some things from 1972. So imagine all this. You've just you went home with your paycheck, your eleven thousand dollar paycheck. You left your twenty seven thousand dollar house. You filled up your mm-hmm. car with
1: some cheap gas. <laughs> put on your expensive very expensive right jeans. Very expensive. Only one leg if you could afford <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, you would get your little sister would serve you soft baked cookies oh out of her gosh, oven. Oh my gosh, yeah. You get in your Volkswagen Beetle, you drive
0: to the movie theater. They're like, "Oh, what should and I go wa- see? Should I watch go see Deep Throat? Should I go see Blackula? Should I go see Deep Throat?" <laughs> no, I'll go see uh Watergate. The, Watergate the movie, the <laughs> musical. Oh, I wish.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. Watergate the musical. <laughs> <Totally>. Has <laughs> it been done? I don't know. It totally should be done. If it's not, is Nixon cur- uh, popular enough Nixon now is that it it's very hot done? right now because okay. the
0: whole uh, Trump thing? As yeah. of this recording, we should say Donald Trump is president mm-hmm. and gets compared to Nixon a lot. But oh. mm-hmm. don't get me started with that. Yeah. So we'll talk more um, about
1: modern politics. Yeah, I do have some points about the writing of the screenplay. Oh, do too. tell. Just a few more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second uh, the. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, who we'll talk more about, became the director, and it was problematic early, early on. Uh, he received the screenplay from Mario Puzo, and he was astounded that the studio had changed the time of the story from the 1940s to the 1970s. Wow. Including having hippie characters. Oh, get out of here. I'm Is that real? Kid, yes. Oh, my God. That's and, so funny. Isn't that crazy? And and he was aghast. <laughs> uh, in Time magazine, Coppola had said, Puzo's quote Puzo's screenplay had turned into a slick contemporary gangster picture of no importance. It wasn't Puzo's fault. He just did what they told him to do. So Coppola really lobbied to get it back into the forties because it was just so expensive to do. That's why the studio didn't want to do it. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And plus who wants to see a movie with a bunch of
0: old guys running around. Yeah, exactly. Wearing hats. Yeah. What's up with that? (laughs)
1: Um, where do you think the hippies would have been in the movie? Like you know, Michael I think as we hippie? do future minutes, I think we should reference, oh, this would have been a great time yeah. for Fredo to come out with his afro. Oh, Fredo,
0: I guess, definitely would have been like the swing in 70s, yeah. did medallions, medallions. and Medallions.
1: Uh, like, Sonny already had a little bit of a 70s look. Yeah, But he was true. so old school, Italian, yeah. traditional.
0: All right, so yeah, we'll yeah. have to keep... I think every, they should just edit every scene, have a hippie guy standing next to Michael
1: Corleone the whole time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Hey, peace, man. No things iffy say.
1: Once they started filming The Godfather, P- Puzo felt excluded. Mm. Uh, That's wh- a classic Hollywood story. Correctly. The writer just put gets, him uh, pushed him aside. Uh, yeah. He wasn't even shown the final cut when he requested it. Uh, and apparently, and this is true, Puzo even swore a Sicilian vendetta <gasps> against Paramount Vice Vice President Robert Evans. Wow! Probably just in jest. Probably That's just it, <laughs> supposedly. No yeah. one knows for sure. Um, but you know, when I when I read that, I realized that Puzo was was taking it personal. It was really just business, but he was taking it very personally. Alex, <laughs> Uh Mary Puzo still alive? I don't think so. No, I, I recall a few years ago. I believe he passed away. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, yeah, he'd be over a hundred. He'd be he'd over a hundred years yeah. old. That doesn't mean he's dead necessarily. Yeah, but I was- I seem to remember it happening maybe about ten years ago. Actually, it no. happened in 1999. Oh, okay, a while ago then. He did not live to that. That would be the worst
0: to die in 1999, would it? To not live to the year 2000, like you're so close.
1: Yeah, but maybe or I do you think it's
0: better to kind of like you know leave that package unopened because the yeah. mystery is always better. Well, than Well, also
1: me. flash back to 1999. It was Y2K. Everyone oh, was yeah. freaking out. Maybe it was a great time to yeah. go. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Goodbye funny man Goodbye funny man Mario Puzo Goodbye goodbye, f- funny man uh, In debt In gambling debt who wrote a screenplay That became a Very successful yeah. movie v- man Yeah
0: He loved One thing I'll say about him is he loved ShopRite brand soda He loved <laughs> to drink a ShopRite ginger ale While watching oh. a dog be torn to shreds And winning money on it <laughs> <laughs> That's what it says on his tombstone I believe Yeah
1: picture of him like yeah <laughs> he's still if you look closely at the r at the rc logo uh-huh. and turn it upside down make sure you don't open the can before you do that but <laughs> or you drink can appa- it at first drink you, <laughs> you can, can do that, do that drink yeah. it. but you can apparently see a silhouette of mario puzo's face oh the tear yeah. a single tear a going single tear and and yeah. in the, if you Look at the writing on uh, the ingredients of the RC can in a mirror. You can read the Sicilian Vendetta. Oh, he, he, he probably meant it in his chest, chest, though. Probably, yeah, we'll never know.
0: Uh, also, originally the book was called The Dog Father. The Dog Father, yeah, but then they're like, oh, you know what, maybe just stay away from the dog, just you know, flip it like spell god spell dog backwards. You got godfather, oh, it's like hidden, excellent, make it more subtle, yeah. So, you know, anyway. Uh, anything else for the very first minute of The Godfather? We really didn't talk about the movie itself very much, like what, because
1: it's just a black screen. Mm-hmm, what else mm-hmm. we Uh Two final points. How much more black could it be? None more black. None more black. None more black. Two final points that I have. One, and I'm sorry to jump around, but going back to the setting of the story, we talked about Watergate and other Mm -hmm. movies that were happening at the time, out at the time. We also have to remember that this was just after the the late 60s and the Cultural Revolution. This movie is about systems, government, that don't work in this alternative world that does work. Mm. Uh, And so um, people were, at that time, I'm told, were... Really disappointed with the government, felt betrayed, and were coming into their own. This is the Boomer, the peak of the Boomer generation, uh, rebellion Mm -hmm. against systems that had been in place in the U.S. world. So there is a a, contextually, the Godfather came out at just the right time, and I'm sure Apuzo wrote that feeling, that vibe in the country. That's really interesting. I like that.
0: that interpretation Mm -hmm.
1: my other final point is if possible try to get into the font business early (laughs) a lot of money in those fonts
0: it's gonna be an early adapter of fonts Mm -hmm. (laughs) well all right uh i guess that wraps up minute number one
1: minute and numero uno uh, uh you have any any closing thoughts uh no closing thoughts just uh thanks for sticking with us you you devoted listeners um and we'll see you next time uh I thought you had some bit you wanted to do at the. I end. did. I do have a bit, and I was a little <laughs> hesitant because I don't want to spoil something. But uh, so I did not tell you about this. Yeah. But I'm I'm thinking of ending every episode with, uh, okay, until next time. Here it goes. Until next time, leave the gun, take the cannoli. Ah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, can
0: I also introduce another thing? Please. I meant to do this at the beginning of Star Wars Minute, but we're too far into it now. We would never add a new thing to it. But I think we should rate every minute on a scale of one to five.
1: At the end of it? Yeah, at the end of every oh, minute. Excellent. Like, how would you rate this at That's this great. minute? That's great. Our overall, <laughs> our, the overall yeah. quality of the minute? Yeah, whatever, mm. whatever attributes you want to use to rate. To Boy, rate. we have nothing to compare it to. So do I just start in the middle? I'd say a solid three. Uh, I'm gonna go four. Why four? Well,
0: you got that distinctive logo. Mm-hmm. The first time we see the logo, you got that that solitary, lonely horn. Mm-hmm. It's all like, well, sad. Yeah, and you got the Paramount logo, the oldest logo still running. What's not to like about that? I
1: think I bumped it down to a three because <laughs> while the Paramount logo, I agree with what you said We're about argue about it. <laughs> go ahead. I, I while I agree about the the font of the Godfather and the the lonely. I like singing it, by the way, <laughs> instead of the trumpet. <laughs> the, the, and the history so of the logo. That's the thing. It's like. Oh, yeah, yeah. While the history of the logo is, is very interesting, mm-hmm. you don't know that watching it. It just looks like another corporate. Oh, that's corporate, Like, hey, you're about to watch this awesome movie. It was done by a bunch of people yeah. who are trying to make a lot of money. So, all right. That's the only reason I bumped it down. And this is the only time in this entire movie we we're probably going to see a product or a company name, possibly. Uh, well, that's an interesting thing. We should keep an eye we'll out Keep an that. eye out for I product place. I think I think of one other product place There is that scene where Don Carlione clears his throat drinking a nice, cool, refreshing RC Cola. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> wow, that really is refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, before we make our next move, don't forget Michael to pick up three cases of RC Cola. It's refreshing, cold. You can go it at your local shop, right?
0: RC it stands for really cool,
1: really cool. And that's what you'll do. And you, RC Cola. <laughs>
0: this is so. getting worse and worse.
1: I used to be able to do a good Marlon Brando. I, I'm rubbing day. off on you because mine is terrible. What? <laughs>
0: Okay, so until next time. Oh, so I, I rate it four, you rate it three. Uh-huh. And until next time, leave, leave the gun, gun take, take the cannoli. The
1: cannoli.